This is a message that was recorded at Word of Life, a London City Church in Lewisham, London. May God bless you as you listen. Hallelujah. As you are all aware, this month, our theme for the month has been Christ, the all-sufficient one. And pastor has been, you know, really just ministering the word of God to us all through this month. And today I am continuing with the same theme. And so the title of my message this morning is Jesus Christ, all we need. Amen. Jesus Christ all we need. Amen? Tell your neighbor, Jesus Christ is all you need. Tell them again so that they can really grasp it. Jesus Christ is all you need. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Jesus is the Lord. Jesus the Lord is all that we need. And I pray that that will register in our hearts and it will register in our spirits today in Jesus' name. Jesus is the altogether sufficient one for every one of us. And I pray by the power of the Holy Spirit that you will grasp that and I will grasp that. Hallelujah. That is altogether sufficient for every need. Is altogether sufficient for our needs, our desires, and our wants. Is sufficient for all time. Is not only sufficient in the days that have gone or today, but is also sufficient for tomorrow. Hallelujah. And today we're going to start off, I'm starting off this message today by looking at the scriptures. And I want to examine seven statements that the Lord Jesus Christ said about himself. And we will find that in the book of John. Hallelujah, the gospel of John. We're going to see what the Lord Jesus Christ said about himself so that we can see who he really is and what that means for you and I. Amen? We're talking about the fact that he's the all-sufficient one. He is more than enough for every single one of us. He's more than enough in every situation, in every circumstance. He's more than enough even eternally. Amen? So if, you, if you've got your Bibles, please turn in your Bibles to the book of John, chapter 6. Hallelujah. Amen. The book of John chapter 6 verse 28 to 20 to 35, okay? I am going to read it. It's a bit of a long one, but please hang in there with me. Hallelujah. I am a teacher, so I tend to go to the scriptures a lot. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I have not got any word of mine to speak, but to speak the scriptures. Amen. So John chapter 6 verse 28 to 35. It says, then they said to him, what shall we do that we may walk the works of God? Jesus answered and said to them, this is the work of God, that you believe in him whom he sent. Therefore they said to him, what sign will you perform then? that we may see it and believe you. What work will you do? Our fathers ate the manna in the desert as it is written. He gave them bread from heaven to eat. Then Jesus said to them, Most assuredly, I say to you, Moses did not give you the bread from heaven, 
But my Father gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Then they said to him, Lord, give us this bread of life. And he said, and Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Hallelujah. I am the bread of life. He who comes to me shall never hunger. And he who believes in me shall never thirst. Hallelujah. So Jesus is saying here, he is the bread of life. He is your bread of life. I want to say to us this morning. Hallelujah. It's not just the bread of life for the whole world. It's your bread of life. Hallelujah. It's the one who provides for you. It's the one who nourishes you, if you will allow him. It's the one who will satisfy you. Hallelujah. It will satisfy you physically. It will satisfy you spiritually. It will satisfy you emotionally and in every other way. Hallelujah. In him, you will find full satisfaction. You know, we as human beings, sometimes we have a we have a tendency to want to look into several other places for satisfaction. But Jesus is saying, I am the bread of life. I will feed you. I will cause you to become satisfied. If you come to me, if you hold on to me, if you, you know, hang on to me, I will cause you to know what real satisfaction is. Amen? Hallelujah. So is there anyone here today that will say to me and say, yes, Jesus, I understand that you are the bread of life and therefore continually I will come to you so that I might be satisfied. Hallelujah. In him you find full satisfaction. You see every other thing will give you partial satisfaction. How many people agree with me? Every other thing. And even if you don't agree with me, that's fine. I know that I am speaking the word of God and the word of God is truth. Hallelujah. Every other thing will give you partial satisfaction. It will give you temporary satisfaction. Hallelujah. It will not fill you permanently. Hallelujah. That's why we keep looking to the left and looking to the right and looking for different options and trying this and trying that. But Christ was saying here, you know, they were talking about... Uh, uh, um, Manner, and he was saying, Look here, th that's not what will satisfy you. Human food can never satisfy you, that which man produces can never satisfy you. But I am the bread of life, hallelujah! Jesus is the bread of life, he's the one that will forever satisfy you. Nothing else can satisfy you like he will satisfy you. So, he's calling on you today, whether you say you're a believer or even if you're not a believer. Is saying to you, come to me because the satisfaction that you crave, the fulfillment that you crave, only comes from Jesus Christ. Can I say to you that entertainment will not fully satisfy you? Social media will not fully satisfy you. Money will not fully satisfy you. And all of these things, they are good things. They're not bad in themselves. They're good things and we need them. But they will never fully satisfy us. Career will not fully satisfy you. Hallelujah. You can reach the crux of your career, but it will never fully satisfy. The only one that will fully satisfy is the bread of life. And it's him that I come to preach this morning. 
Jesus, the Lord and the Savior. And God is speaking to us today, even as believers, that we need to catch that revelation that Jesus is the only one that satisfies. Men and women will not satisfy you. Hallelujah. Sex will not satisfy you. Children will not satisfy you. Recreation will not fully satisfy you. And for those who, you know, are looking to marriage and marriage is a good thing and marriage is honorable, the bed undefiled, even marriage will not satisfy you. Only Jesus will fully satisfy you. But it will only fully satisfy you if you let him and you allow him to satisfy you. Hallelujah. So he says to you again today, I am the bread of life. Hallelujah. Are you looking for satisfaction? Deep down, there are, you know, you're just longing. You're trying this and you're trying that. And you're going that way and going this way. You're looking everywhere else. Even as a believer. Hallelujah. His message to you this morning is, he is the only one that's satisfied. He is the only one that's satisfied. Hallelujah. Do you know, even if today you were to win the lottery, it would not fully satisfy. Go speak to people who have won the lottery. It wouldn't. And I don't say that to say that money, we know you, the Bible says money answers a, multi, a multitude of things. Yes, money is good and we need money. But money, even as a millionaire, as a billionaire, will not fully satisfy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's look at his second statement in John chapter 8. In John chapter 8, verse 12. John chapter 8, verse 12, Jesus said this. He says, then Jesus spoke to them again, saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. This is his second statement. He says, I am the light of the world. Emphatic, confidently. He is the light of the world. Hallelujah. He is the light of the world. He says, he who follows me shall not walk in darkness. Hallelujah. He who follows me will not grow up in darkness. Hallelujah. But have the light of life. Let's look at some more scriptures. John chapter 1 verse 4 to 5. John chapter 1, verse 4 to 5. He says, in him, in who? In him, in Jesus was life. And the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. Hallelujah. Wherever Jesus is, light comes in. Is there any area of your life, of my life, where darkness seems to be, you know, ruling and reigning? Jesus is declaring to us today, he is the light. And he's calling on us to let him in so that he can dispel the darkness. So that he can do away with the darkness. Hallelujah. In John chapter 3, verse 19 to 21. John chapter 3, verse 19 to 21. He says, and this is the condemnation. 
That the light has come into the world. Jesus has come into the world. And men loved darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. I hope you are not that person that loves darkness more than light. Because light is greater than darkness. Darkness represents evil. Hallelujah. Light represents Jesus. It represents the king of kings. And when he comes into a situation, he brings his good light into that situation. When he comes comes into a life. He brings his good light into that life. Hallelujah. He goes on to say, rather than light because their deeds were evil. For everyone practicing evil hates the light and does not come to the light, lest his deeds should be exposed. But he who does the truth comes to the light, that his deeds may be clearly seen, that they have been done in God. Hallelujah. So God, through his son Jesus Christ, is saying to us, come to the light. Come to the light. Jesus is the light. He is the light of the world. We live in a world that is filled of darkness, left, right, and center. We see the darkness all around us. But Jesus came to bring light. Hallelujah. When we walk into a room and it's dark, the first thing we want to do is put the light on because light is good. Light is good. Hallelujah. So if we don't love the light, then what are we loving? He says, I am the light of the world. Hallelujah. And he who follows me, are you following Jesus today? Are you following Jesus? Or are you saying, no, I've tried Jesus. I've tried it. I've tried it. I've been there. Done it. No, I, I'm not interested in all of this church thing. I'm not interested, you know, in all of this God thing. I'm not interested. I'll do it my own way. Ooh, I'm so sorry. Jesus is the light of the world, and he calls you to follow him. In John chapter 9, verse 5, he says it again. He says, as long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. Hallelujah. That is why we have hope for us who are believers. Even in the midst of everything that is going on, in the midst of our own personal challenges, in the midst of the world's turmoils and problems, we have hope because Christ, as long, he says, as long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. Hallelujah. He is the light of the world. He is in this world, and he is the light of the world. And because of that, we have hope. We have hope. We are not hopeless. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But you can only say that if you are following Jesus. Hallelujah. You can only say that if you are following Jesus. John chapter 12, verse 35 to 36. John chapter 12, 35 to 36. It says, then Jesus said to them, a little while longer, the light is with you. Walk while you have the light, lest darkness overtake you. He who walks in darkness does not know where he is going. While you have the light, believe in the light. In other words, today is the day of salvation. Now is the time to believe in the light. Now is the time to believe in Jesus. Now is the time to follow Jesus. Now is the time to be sold out to Jesus. There is a time coming when it will be too late. Now is the time. This is the season and the dispensation of grace. And Jesus calls us to follow him. 
Verse 36 says, Why you have the light, believe in the light, that you may become sons of light. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So Jesus is the light of the world. He is your light. Hallelujah. He is your light. Hallelujah. He's the one who illuminates your path. Hallelujah. Do you need, do you need, you know, guidance? Do you need him to show you the way? He is the one that does that because he is the light. He's the one who will guide you with his wisdom. He's the one that will show you the way to go. He's the one that dispels every darkness in your life. He's the one that deals with every darkness that seeks to engulf you. You need to believe that. You need to believe that because Jesus is the light. Once you hold on to him, once once you follow him, once you believe in him, he will deal with every darkness that seeks to engulf you, that seeks to destroy you, that seeks to overtake you. He will deal with it because he is the light. He is the light. And I tell you, darkness has to bow to the light. Darkness has to bow. When somebody walks into a room and it's dark and, so, and you put on the light, does the darkness still say, no, 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 I'm not going anywhere. I'm staying here. No, 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 no. That darkness bows to the light. The light begins to shine. Hallelujah. 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 He will deal with every darkness. If you call on him, believe in him and allow him to be that light in your life. Hallelujah. Every darkness, every darkness, every darkness. I'm speaking to someone here today. Whatever the darkness is, Jesus has come as light to dispel that darkness. Darkness sometimes will come in the form of sickness. Darkness will come in various ways. Whatever the darkness is, Jesus has come with his light to dispel of that darkness in your life, in your home, in your family, in the name of Jesus Christ. Ah, if you believe it, you better say amen. amen. Because his words are life. They're spirit and they're life. And when they're spoken, something happens in the spirit realm and manifests in the physical. Hallelujah. His third statement is found in John chapter 10. And I'm going to read from verse 1 to 10. John chapter 10, verse 1 to 10, I'm going to read very quickly. It says, most assuredly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the doorkeeper opens, and the sheep hears his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. And when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him. For they know his voice, yet they will by no means follow a stranger, but will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. Jesus used this illustration. Hallelujah. Jesus used this illustration, but they did not. But they did not understand the things which he spoke to them. Then Jesus said to them again, Most assuredly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. I am the door of the sheep. All who ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. 
If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The, sh the thief, sorry, does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. Jesus is the door. He is the door that we are to enter through. There is no other door. There is no other way. There is no other door to go through. Is the door to the Father. Is the door to heaven. Is the door to abundant life. Is the door to eternal life. Is the open door to God's purposes for your life. You want to enter into your purposes, the purposes of God for your life. You want to enter into destiny. You have to go through the door which is called Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you will choose to walk into to walk into everlasting life through him. If you will choose to enter in through him, then you will enter into the purposes, the fulfillment of God's purposes. He is the door. Let's stop looking for another door. There is no other door to go through. Amen? There is no other door to go through. Jesus is the only door that we are to go through. He says, I am the door. Simple. I am the door. Anyone that comes through me is fine. Hallelujah. So from this day forward, let's begin to choose to say, yes, Jesus is the only way that I am to go through. He's the only door that I am to walk through. Hallelujah. In this journey of life, it is through Jesus that we are going to be able to live it successfully. Because he is the door. Hallelujah. Let's look at the fourth one. We find it in John, that same John chapter 10, verse 11 to 15. John chapter 10, verse 11 to 15. It says, I am the good shepherd. So he's not only the door, but he's the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. But a hireling, he who is not the shepherd, one who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees. And the wolf catches the sheep and scatters them. The hireling flees because he's a hireling and does not care about the sheep. I am the good shepherd, and I know my sheep, and I'm known by my own. Jesus is the good shepherd. He is your good shepherd. Hallelujah. Say to your neighbor, is your good shepherd. Say it again, is your good shepherd. Hallelujah. What does that mean? It means he cares for you. He cares for you personally. He cares for you as an individual. He cares for you. He cares passionately for you. He has your good at heart. You know, that's what blesses me when I think about the, that God, Christ, has my good at heart. Hallelujah. People might not have your good at heart, but Christ has your good at heart. He watches over you. He defends you like the good, like a good shepherd will defend you. He watches over you consistently, 24-7. He defends you. Hallelujah. I'm always in awe when I think about the things that God has watched over me, that he has defended me from, that I'm not even aware of. Do you know that there are things that God has defended you, Christ has defended you from, that you are not even aware of? Hallelujah. He defends you. Hallelujah. He looks out for you. 
He protects you. He's concerned for you. And you might be thinking, ah, well, okay, he's concerned for me, but look at everything that is happening. Look at what I've been going through. I've been crying up to the Lord for this and for that. And you are saying he cares for me. He's concerned for me. Why is he allowing this to happen? I want to say to you, in the midst of the suffering, in the midst of the heavy, of the burdens, he cares for you. And that's a fact. And that's a truth. He cares for you. He cares for you. He cares for you. He cares for you. And he will keep caring for you. And he's working all those things together for your good according to his purpose. Hallelujah. He's a good shepherd. He's a good shepherd. Let it sink in your spirit. He is a good shepherd. Hallelujah. He is a good shepherd. Hallelujah. Yes, the bills are piling. He's a good shepherd because he's going to come true for you. Hallelujah. 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 Because yes, it seems hard right now. He's a good shepherd. Hallelujah. He is a good shepherd and he will come true for you. And all he's asking is that you hold on to him. Hallelujah. He's ever there for you. The Bible says that he's your very present help in the time of trouble. Hallelujah. Because he is a good shepherd. He doesn't go missing in action. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In the day of adversity. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. When we, when we look at the Ukrainian, uh, you know, events that are happening, um, the, 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 the main reason that, you know, most people admire the president of Ukraine is that he has chosen not to go missing in the day of adversity. But, you know, the fact is that he could... It could because he's human. But we are talking about a Lord and a Savior that will never go missing. So in the day of your greatest battle that you think he is missing, he's not missing in action. He's actually the one that is sustaining you. Or else, I'm telling you, that challenge, that problem, it will have, you know, it will have destroyed you. It would have destroyed you. Hallelujah. But because he is the very present help in time of trouble, he is the one sustaining you. That, and you know, that small, that small uh, strength that, you, that it seems like I only have a little strength, he is the one that has given you that strength. He is the one that is keeping you. He is the one that is sustaining you. He is the one that is holding you. He is the one that loves you so much and cares for you, and he will not allow that adversity to take you under. Let's look at his fifth statement. This is Jesus speaking now. So it's not Falaka, he's the one saying, I am this, I am this, I am this. I, will you believe him today? Will you believe him? Hallelujah. Will you believe him that is the good shepherd? Will you believe him? Will you accept that? Will you embrace that? That's the question he's throwing to us today. Hallelujah. The fifth one. John chapter 11, verse 1 to 27. I'm not going to read it all. This is the story of Lazarus. Hallelujah. This is the story of Lazarus. When Lazarus died, hallelujah. And Jesus waited three days and did not come. Hallelujah. So Lazarus was very, very dead. Amen. Hallelujah. Very dead. Hallelujah. So this is the story. You find it in John chapter 11 from verse 1 to 27. Okay, let's go to, let me read from um, 
Let me read from verse 14. It says, Then Jesus said to them plainly, Lazarus is dead, and I'm glad for your sakes that I was not there, that you may believe. Nevertheless, let us go to, to him. Then Thomas, who is called the twin, said to his fellow disciples, let us also go that we may die with him. So when Jesus came, he found that he had already been in the tomb four days. So he was very dead, like I said. Now Bethany was near Jerusalem, about two miles away, and many of the Jews had joined the women around Martha and Mary to comfort them concerning their brother. Then Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him. But Mary was sitting in the house. Now Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now, I know that whatever you ask of him, God will give you. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the son of God, who is come into the world. Hallelujah. Jesus is the resurrection and the life. Is your resurrection and is your life. He conquered sickness, he conquered death, and he conquered hell for you. Hallelujah, through his re resurrection. He, the, the Holy Spirit was just showing me how he did the impossible. Hallelujah. He did the impossible with Lazarus. And he's able to do the impossible in our lives as well. He just wants us to believe him. Hallelujah. He's given us victory over physical death. He's provided a hope for the future. That physical death is not the end. And that's what he was showing them with the story of Lazarus. Physical death is not the end. That if we die in Christ, we will rise again. Hallelujah. We will rise again. We will rise again to eternal life if we believe him. And you know, you might be thinking, why is she speaking about death? Sorry, we all will die. One day. Truth. The Bible says, you know, it's appointed unto man once to die. And then judgment, okay? There's a time to be born. There's a time to die. We will all. But you see, for a person that does not know Christ, that is the end. But for the person that knows Christ, no, that's not the end. That's just the beginning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because Jesus is the resurrection and is the life. Hallelujah. So he promised us life in eternity with the Father. Hallelujah. 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 In 1 John, let's go to the next one. One, Sorry, in John chapter 14, verse 6. This is the sixth statement because of time. Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. This is John chapter 14, verse 6. Jesus is saying here, he is the way, he is the truth, he is the life. He is your way. Is your truth, is your life, is the way to God for you. There is no other way to God. There is no other way to the Father. He's the way to heaven. And heaven is real. Heaven exists. It's a place prepared for the children of God. And one day, hallelujah, we will all have to stand before God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And the decisions we make in this earth will determine where we go. 
Hallelujah. There is no other truth outside of Jesus. He is the truth. He is the whole truth. Like they say in, you know, you know, when standing in law courts, he is the truth and nothing but the truth. Hallelujah. No religion, no philosophy, no guru, no man, no woman, no alternative way is the truth. Jesus is the only truth. He is the way, is the truth, and he is the life. Jesus only. Stop searching for anything else. Stop looking for anything else. Stop, you know, looking for alternative ways. He is the only way. He is the truth that you need at all times. Hallelujah. In him, you can always be rest assured that you will find truth. He's the supplier of truth when you are confused, when you are in doubt, when you are unbelieving. He is the truth. So go to him. He is the life. In him, you have abundant life. In him, you will find a fulfilling life. In him, you will find a wonderful life. If you let him and if you allow him into your life. If you allow him to rule and to reign in your life. Hallelujah. He is the way, the truth, and the life. It might seem simplistic, but I want us to grasp it. That there is nothing else. Nothing else. Nothing else but Christ. And the final statement is found in John chapter 15, verse 1 to 8. John 15, verse 1 to 8. It says, I am the true vine. Hallelujah. John 15, 1 to 8. I am the true vine, and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that he may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you. As the branches cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered. And they gather, hallelujah, and they gather them and throw them into the fire, and they are burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. By this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. Jesus is the vine. He is your vine, and you are his branch, if you are in him. What does that mean? It means that is your source. Is your source. Your source of strength, your source of wisdom, your source of knowledge, your source of understanding, your source of grace, your source. Everything you need is sourced in him. Hallelujah. Everything that we need. And I just challenge us. You know, that as we go from this place, that we run to Jesus every time, in every situation, for every circumstance, both big and small, because he is our source. Hallelujah. He is our source. And if we keep disconnecting ourselves from the source, what happens? If you disconnect yourself from the source, then there is no power. Hallelujah. Amen? Amen. There is no power. Hallelujah. You know, many of us, you know, constantly, you know, uh, um, charging our batteries with, with, with our phones. If you disconnect the charger from the source, 
you know, that phone is not going to be charged. And what will happen, it will not work. Hallelujah. So our lives, you know, don't work when we disconnect ourselves from the source. He is the source. Hallelujah. So we must stay connected to him in prayer. We must stay connected to him in the word. We must stay connected to him at all times. If you want to run this journey, to run this journey and to run it effectively, to live this Christian life and live it effectively, then you have to stay connected to the source. And Jesus said, I am the vine. In other words, I am your source. Stay connected to me. And he also goes on to say that when you stay connected to me, you will ask what you want and it will be done for you. Many a times we are disconnected. And because we are disconnected, we don't receive the flow from Jesus. And we ask and then we don't receive and then we think, I'm not doing this anymore. Hallelujah. So abide in him and allow his words to abide in you. Hallelujah. 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 Abide in him. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. When you look, I'm going to close shortly. When you look at John the Baptist, John the Baptist had much to say about the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. In John chapter 1, Hallelujah. He says, behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Hallelujah. In verse 29, he says, this is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. That means he's your sin bearer. He's paid the price for all of your sins and my sins. Hallelujah. In him, we find forgiveness. Hallelujah. We find forgiveness. We don't have to hold on to sin. Sin does not have to have dominion and power over us because he has paid the price for our sin. It's the lamb that took away the sin of the world. John also goes on to say that he's the one that baptizes us with the Holy Spirit. In John chapter 1, verse 32 to 34, and Matthew chapter 3, verse 11, he says he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. He is the one that will baptize you. And if there's anyone here today and you know the Lord Jesus Christ, but you have not received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, he wants to baptize you today. Not tomorrow, today he wants to baptize you. Hallelujah. Amen. Because he's the baptizer in the Holy Spirit. And he wants to baptize you. And I want this afternoon just to pray for anyone that wants to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We're going to just do this very quickly. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because he's the baptizer in the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. So if you have never received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, I'm going to invite you in a moment. Just come to the front very quickly and we're going to pray for the baptism and the release of the Holy Spirit. But before we do that, I want to say to the rest of us, Christ must be our personal focus. Hallelujah. Christ must be our personal focus. Hallelujah. Our go-to person, our sufficiency, 
our all and all, our everything. It must be our everything. It must be our greatest possession and our prized possession above all. It must be truly Lord in our lives. Hallelujah. We, want, we must let him take his rightful place. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. So I'm going to just pray for anyone right now. You've not received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. It's a gift for believers. Amen. I just want to pray for you right now. Just come to the front. It's nothing to be ashamed of. And I'm just going to pray with you. Not receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hallelujah. Just come to the front and we're just going to pray a simple prayer of faith. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you. Hallelujah. Can I ask the ushers to please come forward? Hallelujah. Anyone else that wants to be prayed for, for the baptism of the Holy Spirit, just come forward now. It doesn't matter whether you've been a believer for a while, just come forward now. This is a gift. This is a gift from God. Hallelujah. If you have been blessed by this message, please don't hesitate to contact us at www.wordoflife-lcc.org. And remember, God loves you.